You're listening to The Novice Experience, a podcast that explores the opportunities and challenges commonly encountered by students and young people. I'm Calvin Chan, and chatting with my guests, I'm going to take a deep dive into their meaningful stories, the lessons they've learned, and how they can inspire others. Let's get going. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of The Novice Experience. I'm your host, Calvin Chan. Today, my guest is Quan Feng. He is an engineer in training and a graduate of Bachelor of Applied Science in Mining and Mineral Processing Engineering from the University of British Columbia. He's here today to talk about his nonprofit organization, Mining to Me. Hi, Quan. How's I it going? I am doing good. I am looking forward to the Christmas holidays. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's a, it's a different uh, year this year in 2020, but um, I mean, your organization, um, you know, has been a nonprofit for, you know, a couple of years now. And um, we're here today to talk about how um, you're going to grow um, the mission of your organization. Now, Mining to Me is, is sort of like educational organization that aims to transform the public's perception of mining through engaging animated infographic mm-hmm. videos. So you really have an online presence um, where you're reaching out to a specific group, age group of people, and you're trying to educate them on um, uh, what mining is all about and how it affects um, our daily lives. Um, but before we go into, um, you know, how you started the organization and, you know, What's your what's your goals moving forward? We want to learn more about you. So, Quan, I'd like to start with a, an origin story. So, a brief story on um, you know where you were born and raised, and what are some of the divi- defining moments um, that make up who you are? Yeah, for sure. So, I was born in Vancouver, but I actually spent maybe around five years in Hong Kong when I was uh, young. I think from two to seven, two to eight, roughly, um, and then I moved back here um, into Vancouver. Uh, and some just some background for the listeners, how Calvin and I met was through the Royal Canadian Air Cadets program. Um, yeah, so that's where we mm-hmm. met. Um, but actually, that story of um, cadets actually tied into my journey of how I transitioned into mining. Because um, there was this course that I took, it was over in North Bay, Ontario. And for that course, um, during one of the field trips, we actually went into a a mine, an underground mine. Um, it was just like a test slash museum mine, not an actual operational mine. Um, but that was one of the experiences that triggered my interest in mining, um, along with just my curiosity on earth sciences and just uh, just very curious about how mining is done, like from the technical side and also on the business and social side on how it impacts society. That's always been a curiosity, um, curiosity point for me. Um, and so, yeah, I enrolled mm-hmm. in engineering at UBC and then specialized in mining engineering. Uh, and then in, I think my third or fourth year, I entered the move mining competition. Um, and that competition was to change the public's perception of mining. And that's how mining to me was born in short. Right. And we're going to get back uh, we're going to get into mining to me um, in a bit, um, but I have a segment called give me five. It's a uh, rapid fire question period where I ask you five questions um, and then um, you don't have to elaborate in your answer. Um, you can explain whatever you want, um, but it will help us learn more about 
um, who you are, uh, Quan. So the first one is, what's a city you wish to visit? Uh, so in 2020, I was supposed to go to Hawaii. That was a place I wanted to go to. Oh. Um, so obviously yeah. going to be put on hold, but yeah, yeah, Hawaii will be one. For sure. It's a good sun destination, especially uh, in, in, in our field of work in engineering and for you specifically in mining, definitely a good uh, vacation yeah. place to go. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, Describe yourself in three words. Curious, driven, and I don't know if there's a one word for this, but like lifelong learner. I'm not sure what a one word oh, yeah, would be yeah. for I that. Know. I, know, I know what you mean. For sure, yeah. Like, And those are three really great traits for um, you know engineers. Um, what's one thing you're most afraid of? Just not having the opportunity to, to try to... Um, actualize my potential yeah for sure i think um there's some other guests um in previous episodes who talked about you know not having enough time or having the time but you're not uh following your true passions or your true interests so um that definitely is uh, one thing like for all young people um, um that should be on their minds you know just working towards um really chasing your dreams um, um this is the fourth question and um, who do you admire the most? I think I admired uh, Elon Musk because he okay, has yeah. like he like not only is he killing it in so many different industries, but he has this really great vision of how he wants how he wants to transform the world into a better place, and just mm-hmm. the sheer amount of focus that he's putting into all his different projects is just like amazing. It's, it's unbelievable for me. For sure, like his his work is um, you know life changing for a lot of people and um, you know for society in general. So uh, you know I can't wait to see uh, what's in store in terms of his you know projects and companies. Um, okay, so the very last one, um, if you could have an unlimited amount of something, That's what a would good it be? question. It's definitely between like time and money. I guess mm-hmm. money can. You, you can do things faster, but money with with time, you can do more things. So I don't know. Um, I, I guess if you ask me right now, I definitely would want more time to just, you know, focus on building money to me, yeah. building out my different platforms. Um, that's where, what I would mm-hmm. go with right now. Mm-hmm, for sure. Okay. And speaking of mining to me, nice. I, I want to get into that. <laughs> nice right? segue. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, um, a lot of people, a lot of young people, um, you know, they want to go, you know, earn money or they want to start their own business. Um, they're really into entrepreneurship. Um, and you started an education nonprofit organization. Um, what inspires you to try to influence how people see your profession, um, specifically in Yeah, mining? so I remember distinctly when I was a uh, second year in UBC, uh, actually, no, wait, maybe it was my third. Uh, maybe I don't remember as clearly. But I remember just this interaction with one of my friends from... Uh, he, I went to high school with him, but he also went to UBC. Uh, and then he asked me, like, hey, Quan, what is it that you actually do in mining? Because he, he just heard that uh, I came back from a co-op turn. Um, and I told him, oh, I do, like, mine planning, um, design mines. And he asked me, like, oh, do you, do you happen to, like, just use, like, a pickaxe and dig stuff? And I'm like, no. Um, so it seems like that people don't really have an idea of what mining is. 
Um, and that's okay because mm-hmm. the media and the mining industry itself um, historically hasn't done much to portray what mining is other than all the catastrophic failures and incidents that occur in mining. Um, so that's right. one of the, uh, I guess, origins. But also as I've gone through the uh, mining engineering degree at UBC, um, I just realized that there's so much more to mining in terms of how it affects our society, not just in terms of the raw materials needed to build our society, to build all the electronics, transportations, and everyday things that we use, but there's also this uh, business and societal impact. Um, Not just because I guess for us in in first world countries, we're a little bit removed. Typically, our influences from mining is just the products that we use. But for some people in second or third world countries, um, it's actually their like sole source of like income. Um, and so, if you, right. yeah, an economy, uh, economy, um, maybe even to an extent, social, social status. And uh, for these countries, like they probably live a lot closer to the mining sites. Um, so it's a lot more involved and intricated, uh, woven into their society than us. So I just thought that 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 was very interesting, and I think that the world should know more about this because we are a world that's depending on mining. And I guess as we transition to a green energy future, we're gonna depend on it a little bit more um, to produce all the for example, like electric car batteries, um, but also as the world's population grow, uh, we're like the second and third world countries are, they're going to have a faster growing middle class. That's going to need a lot more raw materials to sustain their population development and to build infrastructures like, um, you know, like electrical powers, um, roads, like trains, cars, you name it, right? So I, I just thought that mm-hmm. there's a lot to the mining industry. And, and I think that if people know more about the industry, um, they could either A, support it or or just really understand like how mining affects them and the world around them. As our world becomes more industrialized and um, um, in urban areas, um, people... Um, are farther and farther away from the mining sites um, and the media portrays it um, differently, like what the actual mining industry is like. Um, what are the adverse effects of people not understanding it? Um, I think that properly? like people just paint the mining industry in one broad stroke as it's all bad. Um, but hmm. in reality, I think that there's a lot of, I guess, great initiatives that are happening within the mining industry. Um, to either uh, protect the people working in them or to protect the environments that they're working in. Um, but also it could lead to in- loss of interest in investing in mining. Um, right. And so, ex- for example, like for countries that are he- um, not just, he- I guess, heavily dependent, but like a-, a large portion of the GDP comes from mining. Um, if you take that away, then you know, you would see you would see the country lose the economic benefits of mining, um, and sometimes mm-hmm. maybe that's a good thing for countries or companies that aren't doing mining up to like a high standard. But for countries that are 
you know, they, that has a high standard of mining that adheres to all the highest um, social and environmental protocols, I think that that would be damaging to them. Right. Um, and what is the common miscon? What are some of the most common misconceptions of mining? I think it would be the exact three things that we want to target. One is the usage of mine commodities. Um, so maybe not exactly a mm -hmm. misconception, but people just aren't exactly aware of how much of our daily lives uh, relies on uh, mine commodities. Two, that mining is this old archaic industry that uses a lot of handheld tools and it's not safe. Um, I guess, and as I mentioned before, like um, it's hard to, or I guess it's not correct to paint the mining industry in one broad stroke. Um, I won't be, I won't say that mining industry is all encompassingly um, like advanced and safe. It really depends on, for example, like where you're looking at in the world. Um, I think like, for example, like first row countries or yeah, first row countries should probably have like safer mining companies and uh, more advanced technologies. There's always artisanal miners, which I didn't know about until I did my degree at UBC that oh, cool. that would use yeah. uh, a lot less safer um, tech. Um, but mining industry, at least the big, big players, they're doing a, this big push and using industry 4.0 to make their mines safer and more efficient. Uh, so that's what I would call the second group. And the third group is um, the environmental conservation side of it. So I think like what most people right. think of when they think of mining is like um, all the t all the toxic waste, which is a, a part of mining. Um, but there's also lots of good initiatives that are trying to reduce the waste that's happening. Um, and I think that, um, some there there are lots of other issues that people aren't even aware of, such as such as the energy and water consumption, which I think that that at least I hope that more people will focus on because um that energy and water consumption side is going to play a huge effect on on I guess gl global warming in general. Right, um, that's really interesting because um, I feel like we talk about sustainability and, and environmental initiatives and how technology will transform that, but we don't actually reach the point where we're talking about how uh, we need mining. Uh, like it's a necessary industry to help us transform um, the way we do things right now that will become more sustainable. Um, do you agree with that? To an extent, um, you, you still need to be mining responsibly. Um, right. And I guess like the, the downstream side would be like how people consume um, and what those like end products are used for that that's always going to be a component as well. So it's not just mining itself, but what you decide to do with the mined products. Right. Understood. Um, okay. I want to get back to sort of the organization mining to me itself. Um, you know, you aim to do engaging animated, uh, infographic videos and you're on YouTube and social media platforms like Instagram. Um, could you tell us a little bit more about um, the mission of the organization? So, you know, that the age group that you're trying to reach, um, some of the, what are the topics of the videos that uh, you're putting out? And um, what is the end goal of, of these videos? Um, 
Are there any specific um, metrics or goals that you're trying okay, to Okay, so you asked quite a few questions there, so I'm just going to tackle them one by one. So I think the first one was mm-hmm. the audience demographics. So that would have that would be at the time, like back when we started this, it was um, age 18 to 34. But I think we're going to narrow it down to focus a little bit more on just university students um, because I think that because uh, university students, they've already chosen a special specialization. Um, then for us, we just need to, uh, I guess, adjust our messages or focus on a specific um, topic and then use that to market to those specific group of people. Um, so university right. students, they're like at this clearly defined group of people. Um, and one thing that w- where we could bring value to them in addition to our educational parts is connect them to industry. Um, so I think that's where we want to go in the future. We're still pretty young, so we're, mm-hmm. we're still, uh, I guess, constantly readjusting. Um, personally, since I'm from Canada, most of our uh, volunteers are from Canada. We'll probably start with targeting the Canadian universities first. Uh, what was the second part of your mm-hmm. question? Um, so I wanted to know um, specifically, um, what are the topics of the infographic videos or um, you know posts that you're putting on social media? Um, what do they talk about? Um, and I mean, are there specific topics that you're trying to um, uh, emphasize? Yeah, so once again, it comes down to our three main pillars, which is um, the focus of mine commodities in our everyday life. So how we use uh, like, for example, copper, steel, titanium in our everyday lives. Uh, and then we focus on technology and safety advancements within the industry. So we talk about things like the connected worker using IoT to help keep them safe. Or we would talk about um, autonomous haul trucks or drones and mining, AI, you know, all those big buzzwords, which mining is, is actually uh, making a push towards. Um, and then thirdly right. is the environmental conservation side. So uh, one video that we haven't released yet, but we're working on is how mining contributes to UN's um, sustainable development goals. So the UN put together, I think it was interesting. Uh, 17 goals that if we were to meet these goals, um, we, we would have a more prosperous world for everyone to live in. And specifically mining um, plays a role in that. Uh, we also talk about what happens to a mine after it's closed. Um, so we talk about like the reclamation procedures and how the land would be returned back to its original state. Um, so those are our right. three main pillars of focus. And you had like one more part to that question, right? Um, the last question was, um, what what is the aim of um, your organization in terms of um, the end goal, like, um, is there a specific metric that uh, measures how well you're doing in terms of, you know, changing the public's perception of mining? Yes, that's a good question. Like, th- this is a question that I've, I've been asking myself since day one. Um, I guess there's no, like, one true metric that would properly uh, define how perception has changed. Um, but in general, we, we try to see how people react to our videos, um, seeing the views, comments, and likes. Um, I guess some other mm-hmm. thing that we could do is like make a poll of, I, I guess like a random 
group of people and see what they think about mining but it's really hard to like correlate how how our videos change their perception specifically uh, unless maybe we do like a focus group like where we show them a video and ask them about it afterwards maybe, maybe it's something we could mm -hmm. do in the future but for now it's just um pushing our videos out um uh, as wide as possible and and maybe something in the comments will tell us like if they learn something new or not uh we are actually gonna be expanding a little bit more beyond just making videos and we're gonna have uh, a, a little more in-depth educational platform similar to ted ed where people can take quizzes and right. uh, engage in discussions as well um i want to talk about how um how you started the organization initially i know um you went through a competition um, and um, you won that competition mm -hmm. and you had some financial support and guidance in terms of the direction of the organization. Can you tell us about um, some of the processes you went through, you know, as a student um, to build up this organization? Sure. Yeah. So uh, I guess a little bit of background is that the mining industry in general overall re realized that they have a poor image in the public's eyes. Uh, I guess even after, or it's not even after, but yeah, as I completed the competition and between then and now, uh, I've been seeing more and more people within the industry talking about how we need to change the public's perception of mining. Um, so it, it's been a focus of the mining industry for a while. Uh, and then more specifically to the competition itself. So the competition was hosted by uh, SME, which is U.S. Uh, mining uh, professional association um and then within within sme they have a branch called move mining which is specifically to change the public's perception of mining um so we entered that contest i think yeah summer of 2018 but uh there's like different stages and then the final competition was in february in 2019 um so we have to like write out um like our ideas, like your proposals, I'll get it reviewed. And then in the final uh, final round, we would go to a panel of five judges and we would present our ideas um, and then answer the Q&As. So what the, it's sort of like Shark Tank, if you think about it. Um, so there's right. that. From that, we won um, 5,000 US dollars in grants. Uh, but the one of the competition hosts or sponsors um komatsu uh, actually gave us an additional five thousand uh, dollars for us to put towards our cause um, and then afterwards um i worked with our we worked we went pretty lean so we we just went with our um, original group of three and we just started um writing our scripts creating the videos and then marketing it out uh, personally, I've always tinkered with like video production and social media marketing. So I set out the pathway strategies for our team and they just helped me execute. Um, mm -hmm. And then I realized that uh, if I wanted to grow the organization, I'm going to have to uh, rely on more people um, so that I, I could focus on these growth, these growth um, pathways. Right. So then that's when I started hiring um I think it's like mainly university students. 
so I, I created role postings and then I submitted to the co-op portals um, for universities around Canada. Um, and, and I think, so that, that took, um, that, that started in around, I think like March of this year, March or April. So during COVID time. So luckily we weren't too affected because we do everything online. Um, right. And then, yeah, we started bringing on people on board one by one. But what I found was that there was quite a bit of turnover where people would join for uh, like a few months, then they got too busy for whatever reason um, and they have to quit. And so that was kind of frustrating because you bring people on, you train them and then they leave and then you have to go hire another person. So that just slowed things down. Um, So then I realized as that was happening that uh, initially I was trying to target to put out a video once every two weeks. So I dialed that down to maybe once every three or four weeks. Um, And that just gave me more time to focus on like hiring and getting people trained. Uh, And then very recently, I realized that like, because I just, at that time, initially, I was just telling people um, what to do and how to do mostly just through text or emails. Um, And then what I realized is I probably need to get them a little bit more engaged. And so what I've actually am doing now is hosting biweekly team meetings where we could share what we've been working on. Um, I could give updates to the team, um, things like that. That just gets people a little bit more engaged in the organization. Um, so we're currently, at, I think, around seven or eight people. Um, there's people like creating posts, um, helping like creating social media posts. Um, managing social media, and then we have a few translators. Uh, and then okay. we're very recently bringing some advisors on board as well. Yeah, I was going to ask um, because it seems like now that your organization is about to grow, you've obviously moved on to a more um, management role and more, you know, creative mm-hmm. director role. Um, where you're managing your own team and you have to, you know, find your own talents um, that can help your organization. Um, My question was going to be, you know, what are some of the challenges in, in running the organization? And you've, you've pointed out some challenges there. Um, I guess then how have you transformed and and grown um, as a young um, engineer and a young person leading an organization? How has this experience um, helped you specifically? And um, I, I asked because I feel like, there might be a lot of young people out here who want to run their own, you know, similar organization, changing the perception of a profession of their own or running an educational organization in general. Um, what are some of the benefits of doing uh, something I think like this? What has appeared to me to be really important is your management of people. See, mm-hmm. Like, for example, like I, I've been hiring people that aren't strictly in uh, mining engineering that did that maybe not they don't have a mining background but some of them are actually really passionate about this mining to me initiative um, and then another thing that I've learned is that I guess at least if you're starting like a nonprofit organization people aren't paid to work so you really have to listen to or I guess be flexible about like how much work you're you're giving them you're assigning to them and you should always try to work towards uh, like a common agreement where 
Right. You're you're not overwhelming with too much work, but you're also not giving them too less work to the point where they're not contributing to your organization or they don't feel worthy, you know, or like they don't feel uh like they're strong enough to take on that amount of work. For sure, for sure. That's uh that's all really good advice, especially for um again, uh a young a uh, young person who's like just starting their career, you really have to build that relationship up and earn the trust of the team you're managing because you might be um, needing the expertise of someone who has more experience in industry um, or the specific thing that you hired them for. And uh, you really need to sort of um, uh, build that relationship and sort of negotiate, right? Like that, yeah. like some of the objectives um, that they have to reach um, without even having, um, you know, compensation so um yeah i like think this is a really good experience in terms of building that interpersonal skill um kwan renewing the tail end of our episode um i wanted to ask like how can people um our society today um learn more about uh, mining um you know of course mining to me is a good really good resource but what are some of the other resources or what are some of the um, activities or workshops that we can do that are available um, so we can learn more about um, your field of work and how we are all impacted by mining and um, you know especially how with technology changing we can keep up with what's going on in the industry yeah so mining to me of course is going to be a good place to start um, i personally have my own youtube channel where i talk about the mining uh mining engineering as a career um so you could i'm, I'm assuming you'll have like show notes where i can post links so uh, you can search mm-hmm. me up on uh, youtube um quant, search up quantifying mining engineering like there's not a lot of youtube channels about mining engineering um mm-hmm. so i think i'll be easy to find and that's one of the reasons why i started the channel is because there's not a lot of content out there on mining engineering Mm-hmm. Um, the second place would be a blog called The Intelligent Miner. And it's actually this really great blog where they talk about the hot topics of the mining industry. Uh, so, for example, all the topics we just talked about, like how uh, like technology in mining, environmental conservation in mining, um, all the hottest trends in mining. Um, and then she breaks it down into this really easy to understand uh, article for people to read and you don't need to have any technical knowledge in mining um, and it's just she talks about all these great topics and interviews um, all the leaders within the mining industry and she does a great job just detailing out what mining is about great um, I think uh, our listeners should really go and check that out um, if you want to learn more about the mining industry and how you're affected in your everyday lives Quan, where can we find uh, mining to me um, on social media yeah we're my, at mining to me on Facebook Instagram YouTube LinkedIn uh, we're gonna start Twitter and possibly TikTok soon oh wow that's exciting possibly <laughs> I yeah. still haven't figured that out totally but mm-hmm. I'm leaning towards it well, thank you so much for taking the time to share your insight on, you know, what you do and, um, you know, the mining industry. It's really inspiring to see how, um, you know, it all started from an Air Cadet Youth Program and you got into UBC Mining Engineering and um, you're so passionate about um, your studies and your field of work that you want to share that um, with our society now. So we're really grateful for your work and um, best of luck moving forward with Mining to Me. Yeah, you're welcome. And this has been a really great interview. 
Thank you so much, Kwan. And thank you to the listeners for tuning in to another episode of The Novice Experience. And we'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of The Novice Experience. Our theme song is Concrete Jungle by Audio Binger. You can find us or reach out on social media at The Novice Exp. That's The Novice EXP. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on all your podcast listening platforms. Talk to you next time.